Hello and welcome to the Refresh Podcast, where we aim to take a deeper dive into our faith and extend the conversation beyond Sunday morning. In less than 72 hours, 2022 will be upon us. It's exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time, kind of like a cheesy horror movie or waiting for the next Marvel movie to come out. But before we get to the new year, we still have to finish out December, which is nerve-wracking itself. In the last few episodes, I've talked about the hope that was building up during the holiday season and how a lot of us were waiting to see what Christmas had in store. Following that, Kelly and I talked about how Advent itself is this awkward period that stretches over the month. The month of December stretches as well, culminating in two main holidays, Christmas and New Year's. I didn't really notice it until Christmas had passed, but December marks more of an end than New Year's in a way. Once we get past Christmas, we feel like we can kind of cruise into the new year. It often feels like once we survive the Christmas parties and brave the expectations of Christmas Day, we finally have a chance to breathe. In a lot of ways, December feels like this hurdle we have to get over. December is the one month when time drags in comparison to the rest of the year. Then Christmas happens, we feel like we've made it over the hurdle, and now we say, what's next? Over the last two years, I've been getting into how shows and movies are made and the thought behind these stories we see on our TVs, especially critiques on movie sequels and season comparisons, like how season two of The Mandalorian or The Good Doctor may be different from season one. The story has to move on in a way that kind of makes sense. Granted, there are times when the story doesn't make any sense anymore, but for someone, whether that be the director or the producers, that's what made sense. Characters have to move through their own hurdles and onto what happens next the same way we do. And since Spider-Man No Way Home is out, I want to use the Spider-Man movies as the example of hurdles and stories moving forward. Don't worry, there are no spoilers because I still haven't seen the new movie yet. I feel like the original Spider-Man movies explains this idea of hurdles and dealing with what happens next really, really well. Each movie deals with the specific part of Peter Parker becoming Spider-Man. In the first movie, Peter Parker is bitten by the spider, giving him his powers, and after the death of his uncle, a death he feels he could have prevented, he must accept his role as a superhero. So, where do we go from there? Well, on to Spider-Man 2, which is often hailed as one of the greatest superhero movies of all time because now Peter has to deal with the natural struggle of being both Spider-Man and Peter Parker because thanks to his duties as Spider-Man, Peter Parker's best friend hates him, he's been fired, he's lost the woman of his dreams, and to top it off, he's losing his powers. And in the process of losing his powers, he takes a pretty big fall from about 80 feet. So, kind of stinks. And this is all for trying to do the right thing. Spider-Man 2 is a story that makes sense because it answers the question, what happens after you accept the duty of being Spider-Man? Well, you have to deal with the struggle of living two lives. Now, I won't go into a lot of detail about Spider-Man 3, but a lot of people do not like Spider-Man 3. And I think that also gives us a lesson that sometimes what happens next may not be what we want. We see the same thing kind of early in the Bible. After Moses leads the Israelites out of Egypt, they wander the desert for 40 years. Moses acts as the leader of the Israelites and a messenger between God and his people. In Deuteronomy 31, verse 2, Moses addresses the Israelites saying, 
I'm now 120 years old. I can no longer act as your leader. The Lord has told me you will not cross the Jordan. Now, due to his own disobedience, Moses is not allowed to enter the promised land, Canaan. Canaan is filled with enemies that the Israelites are to drive out. And though Moses has guided the Israelites into battle before, we know this will be far different. The Israelites have survived in the desert, wandering for 40 years, battling tribes and nations, hurdle after hurdle. And just when they're right outside the promised land, Moses can no longer be their leader. Here we ask the question, what's next? Moses answered the question in the next verse. In verse three, he says, Joshua is the one who will cross ahead of you as the Lord has said. Now, why Joshua? What do we know about him? Joshua is first introduced in Exodus 17, where he leads the Israelites in the battle against the Amalekites, while Moses goes to the hilltops as God instructed him. He's also one of the 12 spies sent out to scout the promised land in Numbers 13 through 14. And of the 12, only he and one other spy give good, positive reports. The other 10 give negative reports, and as a result, the Israelites rebel against God, resulting in their punishment of having to wander in the desert for 40 years. There are more moments where Joshua comes up before we get to Deuteronomy, but on these two instances alone, we can see why God chose him as the next leader of Israel, not only for his unrelenting faith, but for his military experience as well. Even though he's the easy choice, it's still a daunting task. Filling Moses' shoes, or sandals, I guess. And I believe that's why both Moses and God tell Joshua the same thing, be strong and be courageous. I like how Moses puts it in Deuteronomy 31, verse 7. Moses then summoned Joshua and said to him in sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you will go with these people into the land the Lord swore to give to their ancestors. You will enable them to take possession of it. And I love these words from verse 8. And I feel these are words we can not only take into the new year, but against any hurdle we face. In verse 8, it says, The Lord is the one who will go before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. It's common to take this time to reflect on what's happened over the year as we move forward to the next year, but I didn't want to do that because while reflecting is a good thing, I'd rather take the time to look forward. As a person who used to run track, I can say from experience, it's hard to keep running if you're looking at what's behind you. It's hard to move on to the next hurdle if you focus too much on the one you just crossed. And as a person who often reflects a bit too much on the past, looking too much into the past, why ask what's next if you're still rewatching the first movie? My prayer is that as we head into this new year, as new hurdles pop into place, that we remember those words from Deuteronomy. The Lord is the one who will go before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. To wrap things up, I hope you found this episode to be useful in some way. The last few days of December are usually filled with reflection and looking back on the year, but I wanted to do something a little different. And keeping the theme of doing things differently, I'd like to announce that the Refresh podcast will be taking a break. I'm not sure how long it will be, hopefully not too long, but I know it's for a good reason. There are a lot of topics that Brian, Kelly, and myself want to dive into, but to do them well, I feel it's best to take a break and take time off to make sure we do them the right way. 
Coming up, we'll be talking about a very intriguing topic that if you're a part of Citrus Church, it affects you. So stay tuned. And as always, join us on Sunday mornings online or in person at Summer Lake Elementary at 1030. And with that, we'll catch you next time.